0: to your people. Lord Jesus, we thank you for everything that you've given us. We thank you for this day. And we pray, God, as we move into this time of the word, that you would be the one speaking. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Okay, yeah. We'll put it on the to-do list. Sorry about that. Not that it was my fault. Not saying it was anybody else's fault either. Uh, if you would, turn with me to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5. Deuteronomy 5, 12 through 15 is what we're going to be reading today. starting with verse 12. Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy. As the Lord your God commanded you, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male servant or your female servant or your ox or your donkey, or any of your cattle, or your sojourner who stays with you so that your male servant and your female servant may rest as well as you. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Um, My first, I, I would say, official job In in the world was McDonald's. Uh, It was a brutal job. I did that for about seven years, and I could not remember a single Labor Day weekend that I got off at McDonald's. In fact, there were three major holidays that you were never allowed to take off whatsoever. Memorial Day, Fourth of July, and Labor Day. And they would even post a sign above the schedule that said, don't even think about asking for this day off. So Labor Day for me, where people, you know, gathered up the fishing boats and and headed out on vacation for the weekend. For me, it was making sure my uniform uh, was nice and clean. Of course, I always did that. But it was making sure that I was ready for a weekend full of work. And when it got to Labor Day, it was not just a full day of work, it was an extra, extra full day of work. So as I got into the Labor Day, that day was not a day of celebration, it was just a description of my life. It was a Labor Day. That's what it was about. And I notice around here, we moved in about a month ago, but I've noticed here this Labor Day weekend, the traffic is picking up just a little bit more. I noticed there's a parking lot down the road, and when we got in the summer, it was empty, and I said to Emily, Why is that parking lot just empty? What used to be there? Like, you know, there's no cars ever parked there. And then I realized that was college parking. And now it's full of cars for the college students. And now I'm noticing the high school is looking a little more busy. The elementary schools are looking a little more busy. Labor Day weekend tends to be that starting point for the busyness of the year. And it doesn't get any better, does it? Because school starts, the sports schedules start pretty soon. It's going to be Thanksgiving. A little bit after that, it's going to be Christmas. A little bit after that, it's going to be New Year's. And all of a sudden, we're into the springtime. School is almost done. we got to start planning for summer vacations, don't we? But that will be relaxing because summer vacation is meant for relaxing, right? And then summer vacation gets done. And what happens after that? It's Labor Day weekend, and it gets busy again, doesn't it? Because the parking lots start to... F- Do you feel what's going on here? This is just passing go, collecting $200. You're just going through one more round of a busy year, and it begins to get busier and busier. But that brings us to the command that God gives here in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. This command to take a day off. So as we look, we have the command, observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy. So what does that mean, observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy? Well, first of all, that word Sabbath very simply just means seven. That's where we get our word Saturday. If you look it up in the dictionary, Saturday just means seventh day. Not very, uh, not very much depth to that word, but God is saying there is a seventh day of the week. The Israelites practice that day on Saturday. That is the seventh day, and God says on the seventh day, you need to rest. Not only do you need to rest, you need to keep it holy, which holy just means set apart. Keep it special. Make sure that this day is different from the other days. And God even says, what does it mean for this day to be holy? It means don't work. Because you already work six days prior to this day, and God is saying to his people, if I didn't tell you not to work on that seventh day for holiness, you would set it aside and probably just work that whole day. So God is is telling his people the seventh day, Saturday, You need to rest, and what does it mean to rest and to keep that day holy, but to not work? Don't do anything. So right now, just in this one sentence that we have from the scripture, we have a command from God. And what do we know about God's commands? They're good. When God tells you to do something, it is good for you to do it. So if you read that first verse, and you're skeptical right now about taking a day off in your busy week, just know God's commanded it. That's, that's really, that's all you need to know. That's all we need to know about God's commands is that we can trust them, and if he tells you to do it, you do it. So, God bless, have a good day, right? God has commanded, take a day off. But you know, he's a good God and he gives us some conditions and some reasons for why we're supposed to take this day off. The first is the condition, you shall not do any work. Now, why does God tell us you shall not do any work? It's because we would work. It's because we would find busyness to do it if God didn't tell us not to rest. And and so now I bet what's going on here is when we read this, we say, well, God, hold on a moment. What does it mean, you shall not work? What do you mean by the word work? And God says, okay, okay, I'll break it down for you. You know those first few six days? You can work six days, okay? Yeah, God, I know. Sunday through Friday, I can work all I want. But what about Saturday? What does it mean, you shall not work? And God says, it means don't work. It means rest. It means put down the tools it means sit in your lazy boy. It means whatever causes you stress for production, don't do it. So, six days you can work, the seventh day you gotta stop. Okay, God, hold, hold on a moment, hold on. Who does this include? I, I get to rest because I got fields, I've got, I've got workers that need money. What about them? Can, can my kids go out and work? I bet a lot of parents here are asking that question. I can rest, right? What about my kids? They, they don't get to rest. I can send them out to mow the lawn, right? And God says, well, hold on a moment. Not just you, but you, your kids, your hired servants, the people that work for you in your business, they're not supposed to work. Your guests are not, are not supposed to work. And your animals, they're not supposed to work either. What? Now, at this point, what are we running into? This is hard, right? This is hard because now God is telling you that you're allowed to work six days, but on that seventh day, you're not supposed to do anything. And we step back at this passage, and and we look at it, and we say, God, what are you thinking God, if I don't work, I'm not going to make money. God, if, if, if I don't work, if I shut down the business for a day, these people aren't going to make money. God, God, if, if my kids don't work, they're going to be lazy. God, this is hard. And, you know, let's pause for a moment and acknowledge this can be difficult. Especially if you're somebody that has grown up in a household that values work. And here in America, we value work and we value production. We value going to work every day. We value picking up overtime. We value growing a small business into a big business. We value when somebody gets up and takes control of their life and gets a job, and goes to work, and works extra hard for their boss. We value all of that. And so when we read this command about the Sabbath day, it sort of bothers us a little bit. And, and what we start to do when we read this law is we maybe sometimes start to build some qualifiers around the law, and we start to say, well, hold on a moment. I love my job. And so when I go to work, I'm really resting, aren't I? Has anyone used that excuse before? Oh, no hands, never mind. Okay, one hand, one person. We have. We've run into those times where we find ourselves after two, three, four weeks, we're not taking a day off. And we're running ourselves ragged. It may be worse than that. We're picking up hobbies and we're picking up vacations and we're picking up extra activities that we're starting to find is eating into our time with God. And, And we're starting to get ourselves into a mode where every time we're awake, we have to do something productive. And so then when we hear this command, no work, take one day off a week, no work, we start to get a little bothered we start to get into a mode where we feel like God might be taking something away from us and and doesn't God understand how much I depend on the job I have. But see, this is just our problem. You know what the Israelites had to deal with? For the Israelites to take a day off of work in a week, just one day, was a risk of death. Food was so scarce. The crops could come and go at any time. And so for God to command his people to take one day off a week, he was telling them, you have to trust me when it comes to your life. You see, what we're running into as Americans is we're running into the issue of we like work, we like production, we want to make money. What the Israelites were running into when God commanded them of this was they were running into a fear of death. See the conversation they were probably having with God was, "God, don't you understand that if I don't go into my crops on Saturday, weeds could overgrow them? God, don't you understand that if I don't go into the wheat field and begin to harvest that some of the animals will come in and eat my grain?" The wild animals will eat it away and that'll be less food for me and my family? God, don't you understand that there are people that come through and and they begin to pick at our fields? And what if I have to go stop them? God, you are telling me that I have to take a day off? Do you see the conversation they're having? It's a big conversation of trust. They have to now put their trust in God that the day off, that they're going to take, is going to be a day that God will do the work for them. And so now, are we seeing this law in a little bit different of a light? God is commanding them to trust. And you know what's interesting? This is the only people group whose God commanded a day off. No other nation in Israel's History, their neighboring nations, none of those religions, none of those nations ever served an idol that commanded them to take a day off. Think about that for a moment. These idols were asking their neighboring nations to sacrifice themselves, to give to the gods, uh, to go to war with other nations, but those idols never told their people to take a day off. And now you've got Israel, the first nation, the first religion in the world whose God says to them, You take a day off. You rest. You need it. That's sort of like, that's sort of like, when your boss comes and tells you to take a break and doesn't make you clock out. I don't know if anybody's ever had that here. Where your boss comes and says, you've been working really hard, why don't you take some vacation time, but it's going to be paid. Just take some paid vacation, you're a hard worker. God has come into his people's lives and he's not even said, you're hard workers. He doesn't even acknowledge it. He says, you guys need a day off because I know that if you don't take one, You're going to kill yourselves. But what's more important than that is what we're getting to, the cause. This is the reason why God tells his people to take a day off. He says, you were once a slave, but now you are free. The reason that God is telling his people to take a day off in the week is because he's rescued them from Egypt where they used to be slaves to the Egyptians and they worked every single day. Not only did they work every single day, the purpose the Egyptians put them to work was to kill them with some production value. The Egyptians had the Hebrews working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and the hope was that if we get them to work enough and we don't feed them well enough, they'll die, we'll get rid of them, and we'll have some buildings in their place. And God is reminding his people, I have brought you out of a land where you were a slave to labor each and every day. Now you understand that I have taken care of you. I have brought you this far. You can trust me at least one day out of the week. God is directing his people's trust back to him. And he's reminding them that they're no longer slaves to Egypt, but they're his children, and they can trust him. God has done all of the work He saved you when you were a slave to Egypt. Think of your own salvation story. At one point, you were not following Jesus, and God called you from a life of sin and death and hard work. And he's called you to a life of salvation. God is directing your trust back to him away from you. We have a natural inclination as humans to trust ourselves and only ourselves. And some people get to the point where they don't trust anybody, only themselves, to the point that they might even manipulate other people. You talk about hard work, they're having to put all of their trust back into themselves and then they're having to work just for themselves against other people. God is directing your life away from that life. A life that says, I've got it on my own, I can take care of myself. God is trying to tell us in this command that his provision comes from him directly to your life. So now, how do you view your job? Well, it comes from Him. It comes from God. Anything you have in your life is from God. And you can trust God with whatever you have. So now when He calls you to take that day off a week, now that calling makes a little more sense, doesn't it? Now that calling is almost perceived as a test. Can you trust God enough to take a day off and let Him provide for you on that day? Can you take a day off where you don't do any work? Where you are reminded that even the work you've done the six days a week, that work comes from Him. Well, now we're at a point where we have to ask ourselves how do we do this? Because if you notice, today is Sunday. Today is technically according to Christendom, we we now call Sunday the Sabbath. And some of you are probably thinking, "Uh-oh. I made my chili and cornbread this morning. I just broke the Sabbath law." Uh-oh. I've got to be a judge for the chili competition, and and that's going to be some hard work that i got to go through here in a little bit. That's going to be tough. And some of you are probably even thinking, wait a second, this is my day off, and I'm taking care of the church on this day? So we do have parameters, and we do have direction from God on what it means to take a day off, what it means to have Sabbath rest in God. So how do we apply this to our lives? Well, the first is to realize that your calling to work is a calling to work for God, not for you. So we get this. Paul says it in one of his letters. He says, work as if though you were working for the Lord. So anytime you work, anytime you labor, you are doing this as if you're doing it for the Lord. Your work is meant to glorify God. Your work is meant to please him. And trust me when I say, if you put your work towards the direction of God and not yourself, you will actually find that taking a day off or taking a vacation is going to be easier than you think. Because then you will begin to realize as you work for God, he provides for you. He's not going to abandon you on the day that he tells you to take off. So work for God, not for yourself. The second is to understand God provides You do not. No matter how hard you work, no matter how much time and energy you put into something, understand that God has already been there to bless the work that you've done, and he is the reason that you're doing the work you do. Did you catch that? You did not do the work by yourself. That paycheck is not coming from your boss or your labor. That paycheck is coming from God. And so when you begin to realize that everything that is good comes from God, you then can realize that you don't need to work anymore. God will provide. So work for God, understand that God is the provider, not you. And then also when you take a rest, rest in God. We we've gone through sort of a, a roller coaster ride, I would say, in the last hundred years. In the American Christian church. It's been sort of a I would say a roller coaster ride because we have been questioning what does it mean to take a Sabbath day off? What, what does it mean? Uh, you go back maybe 50, 60, 70 years, there were some people that took the Sabbath day, and my goodness, they took it off. I knew a family that invited me to lunch after church once, and all they did was eat and they sat. For the entire day, because they didn't want to risk doing any work in breaking God's Sabbath law. And then we kind of swung the other way, maybe back in the 80s and 90s, where we started to find that doing a hobby on your day off is perfectly fine. So if you like to go exercising, if you like to ride your bike, if you like to participate in sporting events, that is a perfect way to rest. Here's the problem with both of those extremes. If you're not resting in God, you're just doing another work activity, even if you're just sitting there. The purpose of a Sabbath rest is that you would find your rest in God. And that you would be looking to God to fill you up with life and the energy that you need to continue in the work that you're doing. The idea of the Sabbath rest was that you would remember God provides, but you would also rest in God and rest in his promises. So whatever you find yourself doing on your day off, do it for God. Do it with God. Do it in God and let him provide your rest. Number four, th- this rule is for you workaholics. So this might not apply to everybody. I don't know too many people here yet. But if you, if you are a workaholic, by the way, if you don't know if you're a work or ho- workaholic or not, ask the person that lives with you if you're a workaholic. They will be honest with you. And they will say, yeah, you work yourself to death. If this is you, this is my advice, make rules if necessary to follow this command. Pick a day off it doesn't it doesn't have to be the se- seventh day. It, 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 you know if if you work on Sundays and Mondays, but Tuesdays, that's the only day you can take off and then you that's perfectly fine. But make rules that you would actually be able to follow and follow through with them. That doesn't mean you have to put those rules on anybody else. That doesn't mean you have to put those rules or expectations anywhere else, but you, But for some of you, maybe it's just the rule. You know what? Every evening, I'm going to turn my cell phone off at 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock, that's when we have dinner. I'm turning my cell phone off. I'm not taking any more calls for the evening. I'm going to wait until the morning. For some of you, it might be turn off the computer or the television. You know what? That is a lot of work to consume all of the news, to consume all of the things that I've been consuming I'm going to turn that off and I'm going to read the scriptures. Maybe maybe it's one day off where you tell yourself, I'm going to spend this time, extra time in devotions to God in serving other people. But I'm going to do service that God is calling me to do. That is what I'm going to find rest in. If necessary, make rules that you need to follow in order to follow through with this. But remember This is all for rest in the Lord, not yourself. So ask God what you need to do to take Sabbath rest in your life. And then finally, this is a hard one. Sabbath rest is for all time. It's not just one day a week. It's it's not just... On Saturday, it's not just on Sunday, it's not just on one day out of the week that you pick to rest. Sabbath rest is found in the Lord Jesus. And if you, if you look uh, through the book of Matthew, when you read the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gives, we really get an indication of what Jesus means by taking rest in God. He tells us, do not worry. Do not worry about anything in your life because God will provide. Sabbath rest to us as a church means that we're going to trust in the Lord 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We might might take that one day off, but that doesn't mean six other days out of the week I'm going to forget about the rest that God has waiting for me. That doesn't mean that any other day of the week I'm not going to take time off for God. The truth is, Sabbath rest was meant for each and every day, in understanding that we find rest in God because God is our provider. So, as we leave this place, we go into a world that is busy. We're entering into a school season that is going to be busy. Football has already started, so I know some of you are busy. Sporting events are beginning, and it's not just football with the schools. It's going to be other sporting events. Traffic is going to get busy. And like I said, we're now getting to the point where things are going to get harder. As we leave this place, the witness we have to this world is that as much as we work, God is the one that provides for us. And as much as we work, we find our rest in God because he is the provider. So as we go out into the world today, we're going out letting others know that we find our rest in God no matter how much we do. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your Sabbath rest and we thank you for the life that you've given us. We thank you for the provision that you've given us. We thank you for everything that is in our life. So God, as we leave this place... As we go out into the world, we pray that you would remind us each and every day what it means to rest in you. We pray that you remind us what it means to take a day off and to take it off in you, looking to you for everything that we have. Go with us, Lord, as we leave this place, we pray. Amen.